Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. For today's episode, I am playing for you the audio from a live I did in my Facebook group, Growing Your Team. During this live, I shared with my audience three ways to avoid discriminating during the hiring process. These are three ways where we can avoid the internal biases that we sometimes have, but don't realize we have while we are reviewing resumes and interviewing candidates. That is why at some points during this episode, you will hear me talk about the group. So I just wanted to let you know that when you hear me talk about the group, I'm referring to my Facebook group, Growing Your Team. Let's jump right into that audio from the live so you can learn how to not discriminate during the hiring process. Let's take a quick minute to kind of talk about like what's going on in the world in the U.S. right now and how this impacts our group. Um, I posted a post on Friday and you know kind of talking about a little bit of where I was standing with everything. You know I've did share some things in this in this group, but not a lot because um, when it comes to the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of the protests and everything on, going on here, I really didn't know what what to say. Um, I am definitely a true introvert when it comes to things, so I was absorbing a lot of information. And one thing about an introvert is you listen, listen, listen. You speak when you feel like you have something important and impactful to say. And I felt like there was a lot of things that was like, ooh, I want to talk about this, but this person can say it better. This person can say it better. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to make an impact. And it wasn't until um, one of the members of this group, not in this group, but on one of her personal platforms kind of made a comment about, you know, there was a lot of people in the industry that were so quick and so easy to talk about things going on with COVID, but when it came to like the Black Lives Matter movement, weren't using their platforms in the same way. And I definitely felt felt it personally when I read that because it was true. Like for me, I COVID, even though it was it is, still is a global health pandemic, it very quickly impacted businesses with businesses having to shut down, reevaluate their hiring decisions and everything going on there. So I was able to easily transition everything that I was talking about from then a COVID lens being like, okay, well, maybe this is happening to you because of COVID. Maybe this is something you're having remote employees or team members for the first time. You know, maybe you are debating whether it really is the right time to hire. And these are all things that I kind of talk about anyway, but could easily take with a COVID-19 lens. But at first I was I was struggling of what exactly do I talk about in on my platforms when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement. Because like I said, when it comes to a lot of the social justice and social reform and all this, that I didn't know enough and wasn't prepared enough to really speak up besides pre- 
just sharing memes or stuff that other people were doing. And I was like, I kept having this internal struggle of, is it enough? What can I do? And also the reflecting back of why people are following my business page, listening to my podcast, joining my group and all that around, around this. And it's because we're, we're all business owners and we all either in the process of growing and managing teams or want to grow and manage teams. So with that, you know, I was having a struggle at first being like, okay, there's this huge social thing, human's rights issue thing going on. So let's ignore the business that like ignore, ignore and um, not focus on our businesses right now. And then I realized that wasn't necessarily the right thing to do because we all still have businesses to run. We can't ignore our businesses, especially coming off a period where so many of our businesses and everything were highly impacted and still even being impacted by COVID-19. Financially, most of us cannot make a decision to say, we're just going to ignore our businesses and focus on what's going on, the human rights issues that are going on around us. So with that also being said, in our businesses, we have the ability to make start making the change that is needed. We have the ability to show and stand up and be an ally and be anti-racist and be everything in our business. Because if we think about everything that goes, it's going on and some of the things that have contributed to the, to the racism and everything that still is happening in our society, a lot of that has to do with how people are treated in, in the ways where they make money. And how do people make money for the majority of society? It's by getting a job that other people are handing out. So as business owners, we have the ability to really make an impact on the racism and everything else, these human rights issues that are going on in our society that have been going on for years. And a lot of us are really waking up to it's time to make a change and it's time to do something about it. So while I am totally open to someone coming in and using my platform to share things and about you know how things are going on with them and how we can support these issues and everything for, for right now until I know anything else to say, we're gonna use, I'm gonna use this platform as a way to how we can be anti-racist and be an ally and do the right things in our businesses. Because if we want more money so we can support more causes if we want time so we can personally put our boots on the ground and go and support causes if we want the more energy so we can go and physically make the changes and things that are needed what needs to happen in our businesses we need to grow these teams where they're helping bring in more revenue so we have more of a profit in our business so that way we can even from a business lens donate to causes that that need our support or from the income that we're able to take from our businesses, we're able to grow that. So on a personal side, we can donate money and funds to where it's needed. And so we can take less time in our business and be able to take a little bit more time and know that our business is running smoothly without us physically being there because we have an amazing team. So we can go and take a day off and protests. So we can go and take a day off and speak to senators and speak to government officials, speak to our local mayors, speak to whoever and make that change that are that we need to physically be there to help make. And then also when our business is not draining all our ener energy, we have the energy left to make that change that's possible. So uh, I'm going to be talking more about things that we can do inside our business that is not only going to help us make those changes that are needed, 
with inside businesses so people can get the jobs and everything that they need and that are going to help elevate them in society and we can start being anti-racist in our business that's also going to give us the time money and energy in order to do the social change that we need to do outside of our business all right so let's get into today's topic which is all about how to not discriminate during the hiring process so when you look at statistics and i don't have any numbers pulled up right off the top of my head to share it's it's pretty obvious that there's a lot of discrimination that goes on during the hiring process. There have been studies where they take the exact same resume and put a white sounding name and an ethnic sounding name on the exact same resume that goes out and that white sounding name gets more interviews than that ethnic sounding name. So there's, there's discrimination that goes on during all parts of the interview process, which then, then this brings back to the fact that most likely people of color are getting fewer opportunities to get good jobs. They're getting fewer interviews, fewer offers presented their way, which helps create that social injustice that we have today. So we need to make sure that we're making the decisions in our hiring process to hire the person that our business needs. And the person that our business needs is not dependent on color. It's not dependent on, on anything else other than the skills and abilities they're able to put forth. Now, a lot of people will sit there and say, but I'm not racist. I don't discriminate. I'm even going back to other discrimination things. I'm not sexist. I'm not against the um, LGTB community. People will sit there and say, but I'm not, but I'm not. I give everybody an equal opportunity. The problem is we have these underlying biases that even if we don't realize it, sometimes we're bringing into our hiring process. So we need to make sure that we develop our hiring processes in a way that silence those biases. That even when those biases start coming up and speaking in the back of our minds, that we can say no because of this or this voice needs to quiet down because this person is highly qualified for this interview. And when we set up our hiring processes correctly, we can get past these biases and actually get the give the interviews to the qualified candidates and then narrow down our interviewed candidates to the right person based on the right factors and leaving discriminated qualities off the table. That we are not not giving someone a job because of the color of their skin or the sex, or their sexual orientation, or any of those other things, age, um, whatever it else is that that help is discriminate in the process. So obviously t today in society, you know, we're talking about racism and Black Lives Matter and everything, but a lot of things I'm going over today can really deal with any type of discrimination that goes on in the hiring process. Any reason that we're going to say no to a candidate or on the reverse side, say yes to a candidate either because of something about them that has nothing to do with their ability to do the job. All right, so let's dig in with uh, number one out of the three ways that you can avoid discrimination in the hiring process. So number one is reviewing the resumes. You need to make sure you're actually reviewing the resumes based on can a person do the job not based on any feelings or emotions or anything you have with anything that might come up. So like, as I talked about, there were the studies done where you have a white sounding name and a name that could be, let's say a black person or 
um, Hispanic person or anything else like that on the resume, exact same resume and that white sounding name is going to get more interviews than that other resume that is the exact same resume just with the name changed but the name change makes that person believe who's who's reviewing the resume that this person is a person of color and discrimination comes out they don't know they're doing it they just look at that resume and say nope this one's not qualified and maybe there's even some people who say no this person's definitely not qualified because i believe they're a person of color so we need to make sure we're not doing that and how do we make sure we're not doing that and the way that I teach all my clients is that you know what you're looking for on a resume. And typically there's three things that are must have criteria that you are looking for on a resume that someone must have these three things in order to get an interview. If they have these three things, they get an interview. If they don't have these three things, they most likely don't get an interview. It's like a checkbox. This person needs X, Y, and Z. If they have X, Y, and Z, they get an interview. If they don't, they do not get an interview. So when you start looking at this, you start ignoring everything else that's on the resume and you're looking for these things specifically. Um, so maybe, for example, one of the things is they were in um, a role where they had direct customer service experience before. So they, they did something where on a daily basis or on a project basis, they were speaking directly with the client or with a customer in some regard because your position that you're filling has customer, they have to have daily interaction with the customer. They're owning those relationships. So you wanna make sure that you're bringing someone in who has some experience owning that customer relationship. So that's what you're looking for. I also tell people with this is we're not looking for specific job titles because even with some job titles where you're like, well, they need 10 years of experience in the field, so obviously they're gonna have this title. A lot of times that's not true because some companies get creative with their titles. Um, some companies don't really use the job titles or what they did as the core of that position had nothing to do with the job title that they actually had. So for example, for this, one of my first full-time job out of college, I was giving a title of director of PR and marketing. Well, first off, I had not enough experience to really be considered a director of PR, but they wanted a fancy title to put in front of their clients. I, I did one project the entire year and a half that I was there that it was around PR or marketing. One project the entire year and a half that I was there around that. What did I do the rest of the time? I was pretty much doing account management and project management work. So if someone just looked at that title, they could say, well, she was a director of PR and marketing. Now she's applying for an account management position. No she's not doesn't have the right background but they actually looked at what i did within that job they would say oh this job pretty much matches like item for item over here so you need to look past the job title and into the things to see if someone has what you need so that is what number one you need to make sure that you're reviewing the resume for the information that you need and ignore everything else their name does not matter their affiliations don't matter. There, like other stuff that's randomly put on this resume doesn't matter. Now, this doesn't have to do with um, racism, but let me tell you kind of a little personal thing about this. So back when I was born in the 80s, um, my parents, obviously, you know, my first name is Jamie. My middle name is Lee, L-E-E. -E. My parents gave me this name that uh, even though I was female, if it was on a resume, 
could be mistaken as a male name. And I remember my mom saying to me at one point in time that part of the reason they did that was because, especially in the 80s, you know, it's gotten better for women, but especially in the 80s, women were highly discriminated against in the interviewing process and hiring process. So they wanted to say, we want you to get an interview based on your skills and qualities and not be discriminated against because of your name. So they gave me a name that could be mistaken as, as a male name. But we shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to give our kids a name that is going to have people vision that there's something other than they are during the hiring process. So as business owners, it's our responsibility to stop that. It's our responsibility to stop letting things that don't matter impact our decision on whether someone gets an interview or not. So like I said, so number one is that we need to make sure that we are letting the people get interviews that qualify for interviews. And the way I do this with my clients is we have our must have criteria that when we are looking at resumes, we are checking the box of, did they have this? Do they have this? Do they have this type of experience? Yes, they get an interview. No, they don't. And everything else we pretty much ignore. Okay, so now number two, step number two of how to not discriminate during the during the hiring process. And this is one that I go back and forth a lot with my clients because they wanna do it and I tell them no. And that is looking at people's social media profiles. Why do you look at people's social media profiles during, an inter during the hiring process? To discover more information about them. And a lot of people have private profiles. They don't share everything about their personal lives. You're only seeing little snippets of who they are. And one of the main things you're seeing about them is a picture. So the whole reason you look at social media profiles is to make a decision based on who this person is, based on your own opinions and biases. You're not gonna go to someone's Facebook profile and find out who they are as a worker. It's not out there. People don't share that stuff on their Facebook profile. Even a lot of people on their LinkedIn profile, if they're sharing articles and stuff like this, doesn't necessarily mean that they are a person who succeeds in the workplace, that they are going to be able to do the job that you need them to do. So I always say, do not look at social media profiles when you're trying to decide if someone is worthy of an interview or not. I know a lot of people say, like, it comes down to, well, is it even allowed? Can I? Because I, a few years back, there was these big controversies when jobs or companies were actually asking people and requiring people to give up their social media links during the hiring process. Some were even going as far then because a lot of profiles, you if they were sending things up to private or the way things were then that you couldn't see things unless you were friends with the people, specifically asking for usernames and passwords so they can go in and see everything that's on that profile versus what you can see from the outside public. And there was a lot of controversy around this and a lot of what can you do, what can't you do? If I'm remembering correctly, at least you cannot ask for username and passwords. You cannot go into that person's personal side. There might be some specific state laws or local laws that say you can't, but on a national level, there's nothing saying that you cannot go look at someone's social media profile from the public view to make to, during the hiring process. There's nothing saying that you can't. So if the law says you can go ahead and look at these, why am I telling you that you shouldn't? Well, obviously I said that 
when you look at these, you're already bringing in biases. You're making decisions around people based off of what you think versus actual fact and you know, talking to the person or really digging deep into things. People share all different things on their profile. You're not necessarily finding correct information. But here's the legal issue of it. I know you're thinking legal issue. I just told you it wasn't illegal to look. But here's what is illegal. Discrimination in the hiring process is illegal. And the way it, it's written is it doesn't make a difference how you find out the information if you use information about race, sex, criminal history, sexual orientation, age, anything else. If you use that information in your hiring process, it doesn't matter how you find out about it you are still discriminating in your hiring processes. So if you, if someone knows that you're going and looking at people's social media profiles before you offer an interview, and then every person that you interview ends up being, let's say, a white male, you are discriminating in your hiring processes. You might not realize it because it's those internal biases that are coming out, but you are. Or it could very likely be proven that you are in a court of law even if that wasn't the case. So that's why it's really important to not pull in anything into the hiring process that's not important and really focus on the facts that are given to you. So when you're trying to decide if someone should get an interview, it's really, you really need to focus on what is on that resume, not what's on that other information that you're gonna pull in. And sometimes you need to be really careful here because like I always say is just because someone can't win a lawsuit doesn't mean they won't try. And that trying takes you time and it takes you money. So don't look at social media profiles early on or really ever during your hiring process because you're putting yourself in an area of liability. You're putting yourself in an area for discrimination lawsuits and everything coming your way. And you're putting yourself in an area where you might be allowing biases to impact your decisions, even though you're not meaning to be racist or discriminate or anything else during the hiring process. So just don't. Wait and make your decisions based on the information that you find out during the interview once you determine that someone qualifies for and interview themselves off of the resume. All right, so then number three of things you can do to not discriminate during the hiring process. And so step number three is be prepared for the interview with set questions. You really wanna ask good questions during the interview process, ones that are gonna uncover, can this person actually do the job, right? So you don't wanna go through and ask a bunch of questions that are just time wasters. But the most important thing about preparing ahead of time for the interview and having questions ready is that then you're being fair and asking the same questions to everybody. What happens when a lot of people start to bring out um, discriminatory feelings and everything during the interview is maybe the first time they're seeing that person. So someone walks into that person, into that interview and it's not who they expected. Um, or someone where they're like, oh, well, this person might be XYZ or this person is XYZ. So I started having these biases that come up where you don't necessarily want to give this person a job. So you start doing one or two things. You either throw them kind of like easy questions because, you know, this person's just not worth your time and you just want to get the interview over with. And then you're going to go back and it's like, well, they didn't tell me that they could do XYZ, so they must not be good for the job. But the whole reason they didn't tell you that they could do XYZ is because you never asked about it. But you asked these other candidates about it, so they gave you the information that you needed to determine if they were qualified for or not. 
On the flip side, you start asking really hard questions, questions that might have nothing to do with the job, questions that you know that a person of the level that you're interviewing would never really be able to answer, would not have the um, the background or skills or anything that are going to show that they're they're experts in that area. So you start, so you adjust your questions. So you pretty much throw them hard questions to eliminate them, but you're eliminating them on things that don't matter. So when you ask the same questions of everybody and questions that you prepared ahead of time, you can then actually compare candidate A to candidate B. And you can say, okay, candidate A has this, this stuff that proves they're qualified. Candidate B doesn't have those same things. Candidate A is going to be better here. Okay, let's look at the next thing. Candidate A, once again, is going to be better here. Candidate A is going to be better here. Okay, candidate A is who we, are, who we need to hire because they have the experience that's best for this job, that is going to get our company to the next level, that's going to be the self-leader in this role or whatever it is that you need for that particular position. So when you ask the same questions, you can compare apples to apples and decide who is qualified and leave out all those things of all those discriminatory like factors and everything. So you need to go go in and give each person the same and fair interview. And what happens a lot is we don't. We go in and we lowball questions. We go in and we ask hard questions. We go in and ask questions that don't matter when we don't prepare. So when you prepare and you ask every candidate the same question, you then can compare the candidates equally and see which one is actually better for the job. And then you're making the right hiring decision versus the hiring decision that is based on your biases. So let's do a quick recap of what these three things are of how to not discriminate during the hiring process. So one, know what you're looking for on the resume and look for those items. So like I like to put it is you have your must have criteria that this is what you're gonna say a candidate needs to have in order to get an interview. If they have it, they get an interview. If they don't have it, they don't get an interview. The next is don't look at social media profiles. Looking at social media profiles is only going to bring out your biases. You're pretty much looking for reasons not to give this person an interview. And the reasons that you're looking for, pretty much every one of them can tie back to discrimination and biases and not anything to do with the, how, how the candidate is going to do the job. And then third is make sure you prepare questions in advance for the interviews that you ask every candidate. So that way, you go in prepared and then you can compare each candidate to each other. So you're actually determining who is best versus then saying, well, this person didn't answer the right questions. I didn't get the right information. So obviously they're not qualified when the whole reason you didn't get the information is because you didn't ask for it. So when you ask the right questions, when you ask the same questions, you uncover the right information during that hiring process to determine if a candidate is qualified. So that is it for today. If you're sitting there and saying, I, I don't know how to really determine if someone's qualified off their resume or what questions should I really be asking? Um, I don't know if my questions really are uncovering the right things. Then reach out. Let's jump on a call. Let's see how I can help you through this process. So that way you are prepared to have a hiring process that makes it so you don't judge people on their race or on anything else that can be considered discrimination, that you are making the right decisions and getting the right people in the job based on their qualities and of how they can work and what they're gonna do for your business and not based on their race. 
sexual orientation, gender, age, or anything else that is something that people discriminate against. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.